There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Long, we're going to think it's Monday, and then we're going to find out it's Tuesday, <laughs> and yay! Everyone have a good, uh, long, happy Memorial Weekend, whatever you did with... Whoever you did it with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we kind of took it easy because, you know, we just got back from vacation. So I was like, let's just chill. And that was good. Yeah. We did watch the wild game on the projector what Friday night. And that was yeah, kind of that, a bummer, but it was fun. Yeah. It was kind of a bummer. Yeah. Well, we're not revisiting bummers. We're yeah. only revisiting fun. Yes. Julia? So, I, had a, I had a great weekend at the cabin. You did? Mm-hmm. Nice. I did. I had a great, mellow, wonderful weekend. Oh. Mm-hmm. I was up in the north line. I was up in Ely for the first time in three years. You know that Burnside Lake is the most beautiful lake in the world. To you. It really is. To you. So, oh, it's just a happy place. It's just so stunning up there. And um, here's the thing. Like, if you were a young person who loved the north woods and boundary mm-hmm. waters... They don't have enough people to work the restaurants and stuff. So go up there for the summer and live? Yeah, if you wanted to, like, have... That's uh, happening in the city. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like, if you don't maybe like uh, the city kind of a thing... And you want to try something different? I stopped in to say hi to uh, Lou and Lonnie at the Burnside Lodge. And, of course, last year the big, fancy, pretty dining room was closed because of COVID. And this year they're doing, like, takeout meals, but they can't find enough staff. To, to open work. the restaurant. And so, anyway. This is a problem, though, everywhere. Oh, and, I know. And, and up north, Laura, you can't even find anyone to fix anything at your places. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. doesn't a lot of places up north, whenever I go to Grand Marais, it seems like there's a lot of Eastern European kids that come for the summer. Yeah. And work may- the restaurants, and I bet you they can't even get over here, right? Probably oh, not. Oh, there you go. Rocco, the old oh, exchange yeah. programs yeah. aren't happening. I know. I'm watching the French Open right now, and they still have a nine o'clock curfew. So the night games have no audiences. And I was watching Serena play last night, and there's no audience. Yeah. And people are still wearing masks, and they're outside. Yeah. Still wearing masks and I, having curfew. I guess and we're lucky. Yes, that, we're very lucky yeah. how far we are with the vaccines. Yeah. Because other good. countries are so far behind us. Well, it mean, was weird watching it. You know? Right. It, it just, you know, I don't know. I guess we all love our three-day weekends. They feel oh, very rejuvenated. please. I, I had a four-day weekend. Yes, you did because you were gone on Friday. You were really super relaxed. I loved Except it. you weren't as relaxed as I would have thought you would have been because of phone problems. We're Isn't that always a that. thing, though? When We're your phone gonna, like, is on the fritz, it drives you nuts. It does. I know. Mm-hmm. It just is a thing. It's uh, a thing that affects everybody because it's your life. It unfortunately. is. I did go to the movie theater. I went to Grandview Theater with Casey on Friday night to see A Quiet Place 2. And did it deliver? It, You guys, <laughs> it is 
amazing. Was it is better like, than the first. Uh, I've heard that. Okay, better in the way that you're more scared or better it's in a, how? You know, it, that movie is a, is a, a suspenseful movie. And we had Chris Hewitt on on Friday. And he said, I think he said, I'm quoting him, the story goes in interesting places that we don't expect. And he said that really is a a testament to how good John Krasinski is at setting up the story, making sound be a third character, if if you will. Right, because um, it's all quiet. Well, it's yeah. quiet and it's noisy. Yeah. And I screamed out loud <laughs> a half a dozen times. Was it was a theater where there were a the lot of people there? The theater was as full as it could be last Friday night because okay. there was still like, it was every other row. Right, yeah. right. And um, I, 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 popcorn and milk duds were everywhere. People were, everybody was eating stuff. Was the everyone smell, happy? Everyone was so happy. It was. Just, it did really well at the box office. It did huge business. Yep. Fifty-seven million dollars. Mm-hmm. And Cruella actually did okay, but you know it's also available on Disney. Yeah, for thirty bucks. But um, how did Cruella do? How many? Like twenty-two million. Right. But uh, it just it crushed it, and it was. Um, I saw six trailers. I was so happy. <laughs> oh my I gosh, love trailers. It seems like such a weird thing to even say that we're so happy to go to the movie theater and have this. I, I'm so happy. Casey and I always, we have a bet. Three, four, five, you know, it's just a silly bet, you know. So I, I guessed three and he guessed six. How many trailers they were going to show yeah. and they talked during them. Because you, you, you can, can talk. talk during the trailer. Rocco, that's their rule. Yeah. Okay, again. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, with yeah. you on And then that you one. do the thumbs up, thumbs down. Down or the thumbs sideways, yes. whether you want to see it. So, and the movie that looked really good is the one with Dev Patel, kind of this magical sorcerer sort of a thing. Um, he's in it. I can't remember any of the names of these movies, but they all, I would say, I gave four thumbs up out of six. Really? It was just I love trailers. I forgot how much I love a trailer. Going to the movie theater is so much fun. Yeah. And this was, um, you know, it was uh, everything. So it delivered. It it delivered. And it delivered. Do you see part three now? A quiet, quiet, quiet place? I am not saying a thing. No spoilers here. But it is just John Krasinski. Is amazing. I think the movie's at 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Yeah. And I think, kind of like you said, and I'm not a scary movie guy, but to be in this movie and to want to keep quiet and then everybody else in the theater with you also want to keep quiet, it kind of makes the movie. It it's adds. It's experience. The it atmosphere. Adds, yeah, and yeah. I, I didn't realize that the, the girl who plays his daughter in real life is deaf. Oh, that, that okay. That actress. And okay. um, it just is... Ah, oh, it's right, um, it's good. unbelievable, and Emily Blunt is incredible in it, and Cillian Murphy. If you ever watched Peaky Blinders, yes, and yes, he's yes, been yes, in yes, lots of yes, movies, yes. he's in the movie. Oh, he is. And, My kids like him. And the one thing I will say that I don't think is a spoiler because the movie starts out right away like this is that we see day one. Okay, how it starts, which we didn't see in Quiet Place right? Two because it just sort of picks up like something has already yep. happened. Okay, so you get to know the beginning of time, the, whatever the quiet place is. Right. Oh, interesting. So, okay, it was just excellent, and it was just like we were both Casey and I were giddy to be going That's to the theater. So fun. Yeah.
That's so fun. Now, Rocco, were you into Harry Potter movies? Um, Not really. My kid read the books. I think we watched a movie or two, but it didn't. Well, they were having a marathon, and so my son's up with his girlfriend at the cabin. They love Harry Potter. Yeah, they're And then we found out that our TV at the cabin could record now, which was a new feature. So I was, I had to watch a lot of Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. Um, But it actually, it's. They're so good. They're so clever, those movies. And I never got into them. The kids got into the books and stuff, and I wasn't in the movies. But I was like, oh, gosh, do we have to watch it again? <laughs> you know, the next, there's a million in the movies. What, was it rainy? It was rainy. Sunday okay. was super rainy, and then it cleared up at night, and yesterday was beautiful. Saturday was beautiful, but Sunday was just like a yeah, shot day. stay it inside. Was sit at the TV right. station and play cards yeah. and password. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very funny with younger kids. Mm-hmm. They don't get your password there's, clues. There was a game um, at the cabin that I was at, What's Your Meme? But I didn't oh, yeah. play it. Oh, yeah, we have that. Have you guys yeah. heard that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was kind of nice weather. One big storm rolled through on, like, Saturday night and um, kind of forget, like, how much fun that is to watch a oh, big boomer storm yeah. uh, up north. And, of course, everyone gets nervous you know, lightning, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting at, on uh, the deck at uh, the Johnson the Johnson Island, and I'm looking, and I'm thinking, well, that is the smokiest fire I've ever seen. Why would anyone want to make that smoky fire? Anyway, it was a tree on fire. Lightning, oh, had, lightning hit had hit a tree, tree and set it on fire. So they had the fire thing, and there was another fire like a week earlier on Burnside that happened. And, yeah, just super... That was the big super excitement. Well, that, was that I spotted the a fire. tree on fire. But I'm sure other people called it in, but I pointed it out to the cabin owner. I said, that seems like a very smoky fire these people are having. Are they burning a tire? And he goes, there's no cabin over there. Right. Get in the boat. Let's go see what's going on. Oh, really? On. She went and oh, investigated. You need to get a smoky uh, com- commendation or something from Smoky Bear. You well, have, I saw a bear. You might have saved a forest. Oh, you did? I saw a bear. All right, excuse oh, yeah. me. All right, I forgot to tell you this. Because you, so, I've seen bears at your place. I know, place. but I didn't see it near my place. I saw right. it near the golf course. So I was trying, it was such a murky day Sunday, and I'm like, I gotta get exercise. I brought my damn bike. I'm going to use it. So I'm plotting out my bike ride and get on my bike. And last thing my son says to me, watch out for the bears, because they know my panic for bears. My whole life at the mm-hmm. cabin has been, what do I do if I see a bear? Right. So I ended up seeing a bear yesterday at the same place I bike rode on my bike. On a trail? Uh, no, a trail? on the road. It was on the road, but it, it wasn't on the main road. I went on smaller roads, but it was over by the golf course and the tennis court. How far away? Uh, six miles. But there's a bear. You and then see it. He totally Clearly. walked right across the road in front of us. Oh, and MG. so I was like, "Wow, there's a bear!" And then I saw today driving home the smallest baby deer. It didn't even have spots or anything. A big, big mama, and then it looked like a dog, newborn, like a newborn. Yeah, I've never seen a deer that small in my life. It was so cute. So I just had some nature. Fauna, flora, nice. and hopefully no wood ticks. None. We None. lucked. All right, we listen. did a lot of those checks. We'll be right back with our story we can't get enough of. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. This may be the first and only time that we've had the cataclysmic uh, clashing of a huge sports story involving tennis, your sport, Julia, and then just like really just like the whole sports world just is going crazy Will Reeve from GMA is going to set up the story, and it's about uh, Naomi Osaka withdrawing from the French Open after, we'll just call it the mental health showdown that she had. Mm-hmm. And I believe we talked about it Thursday before we you did. left, where we she did. just said she wasn't going to 
go to the press conferences, but we'll let Will tie it together. Naomi Osaka saying au revoir to the French Open, announcing she's taking some time away from the court. Writing on Twitter, I think now the best thing for the tournament, the other players, and my well-being is that I withdraw. I never wanted to be a distraction. The bombshell coming a day after the number two ranked player in the world was fined $15,000 for refusing to attend a post-match press conference on Sunday, instead giving a brief courtside interview. I'm really glad that I won, and um, it's a very beautiful court. The 23-year-old now revealing she's battled long bouts of depression and anxiety since being thrust into the limelight at the 2018 U.S. Open, where she beat Serena Williams in an instant classic final. U.S. Open champion, instant star. After Williams was docked a game penalty by the chair umpire, the crowd directing its wrath toward the umpire and indirectly toward Osaka. After Osaka won it all, she stood emotional under a towel as a chorus of boos filled Arthur Ashe Stadium. We're going to get through this and let's be positive, so um, congratulations, Naomi. No more booing. Whoa. Okay, so, so I don't remember that. Oh, um, I do. Tell us about, so there was, who got, she okay. got booed for okay, beating Okay, so her? it was her first final, and she played Serena Williams, and the age difference between those guys is almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. And so Naomi beats Serena, and Serena had a... At the U.S. Open. At the U.S. Right, Open yeah. here in New York, and um, Serena had a lot of hissy fits during that game. She believes she was treated unfairly. By the referee, but she was very, uh, she had unsportsmanlike conduct that I've never seen out of her before mm-hmm. until that. And so here is this. I remember us talking about tennis this. player playing her idol who is breaking down and doing everything you're not supposed to do during tennis, like John McEnroe style from the yeah, 80s. Yeah. And, and then she wins. She beats her idol mm-hmm. and then she gets booed and she's so. And they showed, they a, showed the thing of her standing. With, with a, a towel. towel on her face as the chorus sh- of booze. And what is she, 18? Yeah, she's ashamed of winning. Right. Happy she won. Sad she beat her idol. She's in awe of her idol. Who and is just she ashamed big- because like, maybe she thinks uh, Serena is like basically saying you didn't deserve this one because she was there having was all these so fits? There was so much going on. So I can see where that first, her first big launch of stardom just fanned the flames of this young woman feeling uncomfortable. But... But when we talked about it, she's a very good tennis player. She's great on hard surfaces. Clay, which is the French Open, which is going on right now, is not her specialty. She won yesterday. She won her first match. Yeah, Yeah, she did. Before she withdrew. Well, let's finish the story with Will. Mm -hmm. On Monday, Serena voicing her support for Osaka once again after her decision to leave the tournament. I feel for Naomi. I feel like... I wish I could give her a hug because I know what it's like. Everyone is different and everyone handles things differently. You just have to let her handle it the way she wants to. And I think she's doing the best that she can. Osaka honest about her struggles with depression after losing a 2018 match in Charleston. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yesterday I just woke up and I was really depressed but I don't know why. Like I'm so sad right now. I... <sighs> Now, Osaka's fellow players sharing their support, praising the four-time Grand Slam champion. 17-year-old American star Coco Goff tweeting, Stay strong. I admire your vulnerability. And trailblazing legend Billie Jean King writing, It's incredibly brave that Naomi Osaka has revealed her truth about her struggle with depression. Right now, the important thing is that we give her the space and time she needs. Experts in sports psychology calling Osaka's withdrawal an opportunity for positive change in the industry. We don't find athletes for pulled hamstrings or blood clots. Why would we find someone for a mental health issue? Hmm. Is that it? Is there more? Yeah, I know. I, I think that's okay. it. And, and you know, I didn't realize until all of this came out, like really kind of that she became a global superstar overnight. She did. I did not realize she's the highest paid female athlete. 50 in, million bucks last year. In the, in the, yeah. In uh, the tennis. In, in no, the, on the planet, planet. Yeah. on the planet. She had a huge year. And that she uh, represents a country that's never claimed a tennis player of such magnitude. I mean, there is no playbook. No, there isn't. And, <laughs> and so what happened, why this all started is that she decided and she tweeted it out. That she was not... I think it was an Insta story. Or an Insta story, mm-hmm. whatever. That she wasn't going to do press because she thinks that the press was, um, you know, they're just going to ask me questions that I'm going to get asked by everybody else and it's going to make me feel insecure. So I spent a lot of time yeah. digesting right, this. Right, right. Listening to everybody's You are a resident that, tennis pro. Well, and and it, it comes, you know, tennis is an individual sport. You don't have the whole team. You know, if you win, it's you. If you lose, it's you. Mm-hmm. And so basically reading some different people, and we talked to Patrick Royce today, and there's a lot of different feelings about what is going on here. But basically it was mishandled from the start that if her people, which you know she has an agent, if she yeah. made 50 million bucks, and right. a lot of it's endorsement money, could have reached out to the French Open ahead of time and said, how can we handle this? She's really struggling, but yet she's a top tennis player. Right. We want her to be there, and you want her to be there. Right, right, right. How can we work this together instead of her just bla- you know, going out with a statement without... Or, or what if she had just said, said nothing said nothing, and just yep. decided not to go to the press conference? It just made so much, and it was at the topic of everybody, everyone who was interviewed. Did what do you become, think of this? It became bigger. The story became bigger than... But it, did it become a standoff with some um, yes, stubbornness are, on the side of the tennis authorities the or tennis whatever? The authorities tennis? are saying, this is what the deal is. Mm. You you know, we, tennis is about stories <sighs> of the individuals. And if you don't share yours, you know, you're going to get fined. What are the lessons, Julia, that we've learned here? Well, one of the big things is that, um, you know, she, I've read so many different things about her. She's brilliant on hard courts. She doesn't fare so well on clay. And we, everyone knows that about her. And she lost two competitions. There was a whole six weeks of clay court yeah. play before French Open started on Sunday. And she didn't do well. Mm-hmm. So she was nervous about her losing. She needs to learn how to lose and she needs to learn how to win. And 
and talk to reporters. And talk, you know, I don't know. I, I want to support hold, her, but I do think she Hold did. that thought. We're going to come back. I feel like we don't you have, have more to. lesson. No, I don't. Okay, I, Well, whatever. But, yeah. I mean, we've heard from a lot of different people. There's so many different opinions out there. Welcome back to My Talk Sports Central. We also have a thing we're asking people, should uh, Rocco's mullet stay or should it go now? <laughs> That's the big question. Is that on Instagram? That's on Instagram. Okay. Should it we stay voted, or should it go? No, I voted it should stay. Oh, thank you. But yeah, you can check I it out on the My Talk but I had in I was singing the Clash, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Should I stay or should, should I go, go now? Uh-huh. It looks so good. So Okay, so we're just going back to our sports talk for a second with uh, about... Naomi Osaka withdrawing from the French Open after getting in a standoff, basically, versus the sports media, the tennis establishment, and all four major tournaments. And um, they said it, you can't, I mean, two, but why did she take the advice and announce ahead of two days before the tournament started that she would not be going back to do general It was probably bad general press. from somebody. It was just bad it was bad advice. Why would you tell somebody in advance you're going to break the rules? <laughs> okay, you always, you know, do it, ask forgiveness later. Don't ask for permission, right. ask for forgiveness later. Right. Do not mm-hmm. do that. And to me, that seems like basic. Who's giving her such crappy advice? Or did she just write an Insta from her heart and not really not think, think of everything? through the ramifications. Could have been that. I mean, she played really well. But I can't, I gotta believe someone that's a $50 million a year not, athlete that you have people that are like looking at all your crap. Absolutely. Well, you know? here's the deal. Well, the major championship people have changed their tune already. already. So today they were, because yesterday it's like, if you're going to play at these, you're going to be fined and we don't, we're going to disqualify you. Yeah, don't. So they said on behalf of Grand Slams, which are the four big tennis uh-huh. events, we wish to offer Naomi our support and assistant in any way possible. She takes time away from the court. She's an exceptional athlete. We look forward to a return as soon as she deems appropriate. And then they go on and say mental health is a very challenging and, you know, issue, blah, 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 blah. blah. Thank you. Um, other tennis players, you know. Martina took down her tweet. I know. But it was said nothing. It she said just nothing. said, tried to make a situation. Naomi Osaka tried to make a situation better for herself and others with French open media boycott, but inadvertently made it worse. I don't know why she had to take that down. I don't either. Yeah. Everyone is so afraid of everything. And Billie Jean King yeah. supported her, but Billie Jean King said the press is part of the gig. And when Billie Jean King and Martina Navratilova and Chrissy Everett were going, I, love how you I say can that. never say her name. Yeah. I can't say her name. She right. in Saturday Night Fever? Yeah, she <laughs> yeah, was. Right. She was. And But when they were growing up, women's tennis had no eyeballs. So they like fed the press everything because they needed the attention yeah. in the media and they weren't getting paid right and blah, blah, blah. Well, maybe watch. I think Chris Everett was on the Today Show. Watch and see what she said because the one thing that she said that just stood out to me was that she said, well, they could do a better job of making sure everyone that's credentialed for tennis is the, that the credentials are solid. Sure. And I think what she was referring referring to is I don't know if people there's like some, you and I being there, maybe or tabloid <laughs> right, or something right, like right. people that don't write about sports sure. or something. Sure. And I and Patrick did say that European, it's very different in Europe. So basically, I was got the sense that she was just saying, hey, they just kind of let any anybody Found back there. Area. And some people go back there to try and make it. Yeah, and she's like, they, that shouldn't be the sure. same way. And it made me think of Harry trying to change the royal rota. Yes. Like, why do we have tabloid journalists 
that make up stuff about everything. Why do they get credentials to Buckingham Palace stuff? Mm -hmm. Why don't we cut them off? So Chrissy kind of, that's what I felt that she was alluding to European press. Right. Or yes, if you and I got credentialed. Right. To be backstage. 100%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not right. Just sit in your chair and tape. (laughs) Sit in your chair and tape. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it's a it's and Serena Williams, you know, has come out and said, "I you know." But Serena really like did she start all of this with Naomi with that whole that whole day? Well, we don't know what was the instigator. I just I just hope it's shocking the tennis world. My brother was quite heated about it. Well, I was bummed because you know she's an excellent tennis player and you want to watch her. This just isn't her favorite surface, yeah, and she's insecure about it yeah she was trying to protect that whatever move on but, i mean yeah i kind of feel like she's made it worse for herself she's made it so bad but i want her to be okay but absolutely and there's this not will, this is opening up a whole conversation for everybody and maybe this will make her maybe make her stronger to be in such a kerfuffle and this isn't the first time my son pointed out you know there's so many football players who just show up at the press conferences and they don't want to say anything there they say we're here because we have to yeah well, this isn't I, the first. I appreciate that. I would like some belligerence from Naomi Osaka. <laughs> I, I'm sitting here today <laughs> to tell you that belligerence is not as bad as people make there it out to go. be. There we All go. right, can we remember some amazing lives? Yes, we have three amazing lives to remember. Rocco, let's start with the song. Yeah, and the candle bars biking her around, and they're laughing and giggling. Iconic romantic yes. movie scene. That's B.J. Thomas, who passed away at the age of 78. He um, it was an Oklahoma native, and he was loved baseball besides music, but the, when he was a kid, there were so many kids named... Um, Billy Joe. Isn't that funny? That they started calling him BJ Thomas mm-hmm. because in Oklahoma there were lots of Billy Joes. And it's, you know? and it's before everyone knew BJ meant other things. Right. And um mm-hmm. but anyway, he died at home and he broke through his first like um hit was a gospel cover of Hank Williams, I'm so lonesome I could cry, which is a great country song. I mean, just epic. And he sold millions of records. His big year was 1976. Okay. <clears throat> pop, number one pop, adult, and country with Hey, Won't You Play Another Somebody Done Somebody Wrong song. Now, just that. Even the title of that title. song. Hey, uh, won't you play? I think Rocco might have that song for us. Uh, you, I had grabbed Hooked on a Feeling and okay. just can't help believe it. I can find that good. one. Okay, and then Home Where I Belong, and Deanne Warwick did duets with B.J. Thomas, and she tweeted about him, and Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. Of course, number one, it won an Oscar for Best Original Song as the soundtrack to the biggest movie of 1969, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kids. Anyway, so, uh, but Raindrops was composed by Burt Backrock and Hell David, and Ray Stevens turned the songwriters down. He didn't want to record it. But B.J. Thomas recorded it, and he kind of had like a scratchy throat when he mm-hmm. recorded it. So, and raindrops that that's has shown up in everything from The Simpsons to Forrest Gump to it was it's in the Grammy Hall of Fame as its own standalone song because of the because of the movie. And yeah, he was recovering from laryngitis when he recorded that. Oh, really? And so the it's just raspier than usual. And Robert Redford was horrified and appalled. He was like, that song, that happy song, 
has no place in our cowboy movie. Movie, And he said when it was re- released, I was highly critical of how in the hell did that song fit with the film? There was no rain. Uh, yes. I kind of agree with him. It kind of comes out of nowhere. It does. Yeah, I know, You're but like, what is a Burt Backrack song doing in yeah, this cowboy movie? At, right? at the time, he told USA Today this in 2019, at the time it seemed like a dumb idea. How wrong was I? Well, good for him. And then um, B.J. Thomas would later say the phenomenon of that song exasperated or exacerbated an addiction to pills and alcohol that had gone back to his teens. So anyway, by the time he wrote 19 or that another somebody done somebody wrong song, he felt like he was number 1000. He just like was burnt out and stuff. Oh, wow. At the bottom. But um, he also sang the theme song for a 1980s sitcom, Rocco. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Greatest American hero. Mm -hmm. 1980s sitcom. That's right. Growing Pains. He did? That is B.J. Thomas. Let me see if I can find that. Singing that. Wow. And then, of course, uh, Hooked on a Feeling, which uh, he covered, and then also Blue Sweet. We could sing that on a Friday. We could. Okay, so he just sounded like a cool cat and a half and really amazing voice. What did he die of? He died of uh, cancer. Oh, okay. Died of cancer. And then Gavin McLeod, McLeod died. Uh, you know, Murray Slaughter from Mary Tyler Moore and the Captain Stubing. He's 90. I love wow. I love the love. So did I. Oh, oh my, my gosh, God, I, I love loved it. I want to be Julie so bad. So bad. So Ed oh. Asner's got to be the only one left for me. He and Betty White. He and Betty White. I suppose, yeah, she was kind of a minor character, right? But Ed tweeted, my heart is broken. Gavin was my brother, my partner in crime and food, and my comic conspirator. And he died at home in Palm Desert. And his uh, daughter said... He had one of the most amazing, fun blasts of life of anybody I know. Oh, fun. What a great thing to say. Isn't that? Yes. And um, he originally tested to be Lou Grant. Okay. Okay. And he just knew he wasn't right for the blustery, short-tempered news director. He said, could I be the wise-cracking TV news writer? Mm-hmm. And so he did. And then, of course, television history, because he was brilliant. Mary Tyler Moore... She pulled the plug after seven years. I know. You know, short. And then he moved on to the Love Boat, which any show that can boast uh, audience or guest stars of Gene Kelly to Janet Jackson has a slice of <laughs> mm-hmm. Hollywood history that no one else will ever right. be able to touch. There's a 24-hour Love Boat channel on Pluto TV. Is which, there really? It, so you can pretty much tune it on anytime. I mean, Charo. and oh. Yon, They had everybody on that show. And, you know, Farrah, they would have the hot flaming star have, of the yep, moment. And he then got hired for, um, do you remember the cruise line? Princess. That's right. I know it was Princess. He was, mm-hmm. and his memoir was called This Is Your Captain Speaking. <laughs> and he wrote about that losing his hair at an early age made it really tough for him to break into acting. That's why he was oh. older when he became, you know, because he was like in his 30s. Got it. And uh, he said, yeah, I went all over town looking for an agent, but no one wanted to represent a young man with a bald head. Okay, funny. So he went and bought himself a, a hair, hair piece, piece. But by middle age, he didn't need it, so... They were popular back in the day. Yes, they were. So anyway, so he, that, yeah, it makes me want to watch Love Boat. Yeah, Pluto TV. All right. <laughs> All right. I also think maybe, well, if you have Paramount Plus. 
Okay. You okay. can watch some love. Oh, boat. good lord. Good I lord. What happened right. to Channel Five? I know. <laughs> speaking <laughs> speaking of uh, TV, uh, we'll be right back with some television news. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. Well, America woke up today and said, well, maybe even yesterday they did. What the hell are we going to talk about now that Mayor of Easttown is over? Because the finale was Memorial Sunday night. But I know people that was like the first thing people did when they got home, unless you just got home this morning like you. I will watch it after tennis tonight. Yeah. Julia, you're... Was I right? No, I'm not going to say anything, but we really expected that this would be under your belt. Rocco and I were like, we couldn't wait on Friday because it's like, okay, people will have... I watched Friends. So did we. Yeah. Yeah. You're I, that I just so missed, last I week. Miss, I missed this one. And you're behind the zeitgeist, and you're going to have to avoid everything, Kate Winslet, oh, every right. spoiler. It's out there. I agree. I tried to, and I pulled up like the Washington Post, and I saw a headline. I'm like, ah! ah. I, all I saw in headlines about Kate Winslet was how much she loves her at-home husband, whose name used to be Rock and Roller, who's changed it back to a real name. Yeah. And her son, Bear, yeah. is seven. Yeah. That's all I read. I didn't okay. read I didn't read one spoiler highlight because I don't want to know. I can't wait to go watch it. Yeah. It, well, I mean, it's it's HBO's second water cooler hit of the year it, following The Undoing. Right. But it's better than The Undoing. Way. Um, and it's seven episodes, the same as The Undoing. Which uh, is a really good number, I think. I think so. And so we know everything and we know that this show is going to get nominated. Julie... Um, you know, the friend who plays uh, Lori Julianne Nicholson with the oh, freckles, yes. she's so good. And yeah, well, what has she been in before? She's been in many lots. things. Many things. If you Google good. her, yeah, she's yeah. a character actor that just comes on strong. But, um, anyway, I don't, they certainly left it open for another Mayor of East Town. Oh, they for did. sure. For sure. And, you know, here's what I would say about that. Uh, if HBO thinks, you know, if everyone wants to be involved, They'll certainly do it. They did it with Big Little Lies, and that wasn't nearly as good or anything like that, but it's still people turned out, and I think uh, they could have another case. I didn't realize Mayor of Easttown was based on a book. Royce told us that. I know, Royce told us that. She was in, Julianne was in Itonia. She was in... um, yeah, I was just looking at that. Many, um, many things, things. A lot of things. Kinsey. She's always, yeah, Kinsey. I love her freckles. I, but yeah. we knew her from something when she was really young with all those freckles. I just can't yes. remember what it was. She's and, been acting for a long time. Yeah, she's yeah. really good. And um, so anyway, so we'll, we'll just have to talk about that tomorrow, Julia. We'll set aside our excitement for our water cooler uh, talk. But mm-hmm. you get 106 minutes, six more minutes. That's what they need time. And I do know that the guy who created the show or Uh was the director, showrunner. Okay. And Kate Winslet have said, yes, they would be open to doing a second. And just changing the storyline like true detectives, just picking a completely different story. That's right. You've got the base characters. That's right. Yeah. Did you know the daughter is Australian? The woman who plays Siobhan? Oh, she is? Yeah. She was so good. I heard her do an interview. I'm like, what? She's so good. And then she can really sing. Yep. I got the I got the two guys I got mixed up. I thought they looked alike, even though one wore glasses, one didn't. But Frank, you know, her oh, ex husband, yes, and then Lori's husband. I kept getting they both those kind two of beardy and beardy, burly. beardy and big, big, big or burly guys. Yeah, yeah, burly guys, and they were interchangeable. I'd be like Casey, we go. 
Mayor's ex has glasses. Keep it straight. Because I'd be like, I can't remember. And I would never, I didn't recognize that Mayor's ex is like Pam's ex on the office. You're exactly right. That's yeah. who that is. And I didn't recognize him at all. I did. Yeah. I did. And okay, I just want to ask one more thing. Yeah. Did it deliver? Oh, yes. did it deliver? Okay. It was. Oh, I'm so excited that I still have this to look forward to. Epic, right, Julia. Good. Okay, good. so, um, and then speaking of epic, so um, I just want to show, let me get this up for, if we <laughs> for, can do YouTube. Oh, yeah, Matt LeBlanc. So, Matt, Matt LeBlanc. Based, just based on that, on the Friends reunion, we were like on Friday, he's the guy we, you want to have a party with. Oh, beyond. So fun. But and Cousin I, Michael worked with him and said he is just the bomb. But Irish Twitter decided that that looked like their dear old da or uncle at mm-hmm. family gatherings. And it's become an instant meme of Matthew Perry just enjoying Matt arms crossed or Matt LeBlanc arms crossed, leaning back, yeah. knowing his bank account is going to be two million dollars, two point five, just for doing each. that. Yeah, just for doing that thing. And uh, and I think Matthew Perry should get the uh, you know like really medal for doing that because he really did come from emergency dental surgery and he had to listen to James Corden. Talk like I that? How do you react <laughs> right. to being Chandler right. on, on this show? Yeah. It's iconic. Yeah, I mean that would make like, it makes my feelings crazy. hurt. It makes my feelings. Oh, it drove me crazy. Yeah, so that that's uh, yeah. No, but she, and I felt bad for him. I told you, and then I just felt bad for him as I'm watching it because he just felt so out of place. But he was on. He wasn't feeling well. Yeah, yeah, I, and you know the all of the um, you know the. Kaufman, Creighton, and Brightman. Yes. They, the LA Times did a follow-up interview with them, and they just said it was they're all doing so well, and everybody's just like happy because he really did in the late '90s, early two. I mean, he went to rehab like yes. four times, and he turned his Malibu house into a, a sober house, a sober house, yep. and then got rid of it when it became like how expensive that is to run that. Right. And he's had some things, but they just said no. He was such a trooper; we couldn't believe that. He came and showed up day of filming, even though he had some kind of dental emergency and he had to go and he came from having his mouth numbed Yep, and all of that. So, but they just said, yeah, he's in a great place. And they were all just so genuinely happy to see each other as were we. I like I liked it. I, I liked it. A I there were a couple things that I just they thought we got didn't out the, the fashion internet. show thing was silly. The, the international blah, blah, blah. Your BTS boys were on it. I know. They didn't need to be. <laughs> David Beckham. Yeah, the, he I didn't need like, to oh, be. Friends is everything to me. The magic. And Mr. Boo. I would have liked more of them just sitting around. They were, yeah. They were delightful. And I loved Lady Gaga when she came for Did the you show. Did like you yeah, I liked it quite a bit, yeah. I, I, you know what? I thought it was super fun. And it doesn't even matter if you know what it's going to be about because you see the charm of that group of people yes. and you see they're, they're charming together. And also, like, how great for them that they all got to become famous at the same time and they did the stick together and negotiated yes. as friends and they all got good. No one became the, the star. star. And so kind of an unusual, unique circumstance. I mean, maybe, like, the Hills kids became famous, but these guys became... Famous and rich, and they stuck together, and yeah. they had each other's 
So they really became real life friends. I, it, you just couldn't make the story it's so up. Good. It was so good. And I loved what Jennifer Aniston wore to the fancy oh reunion, that jumpsuit with the flared eyes. Uh, I always pants. like that. I she love was. her She's style. She's classic. She's mm-hmm. classic style. Yep. And, and she, then when the bug landed in Lisa oh, Kudrow's Oh, that was hysterical. She feels they're, about bugs like we do. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But they're I and the casting. I could have kept hearing. I loved Same, that. I was that one was of the best fascinating. Parts. Really good. Yeah, because yeah, they really went through some things finding the real, the right people for those yeah. characters. That's the Friends reunion on HBO Max. That's right. And if you'd like to look at Reggae Jean Page, who is covering the Hollywood Reporter, I believe, or the Variety, we've posted that hot, handsome picture for you. You're welcome. We'll be back.